I am looking tonight for men, young and old, who care enough about this battle between good and evil to sign on and speak up. We are at war. And by Spartan law, we will stand and fight. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond now measure. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world. This is a life and death contest we're in, young men. And so I'm going to get in your face a little, nose to nose, just enough fire to singe your eyebrows a little, the way coaches do when the game is close and victory means everything. I don't want him to gain another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Come join the ranks. Come join the ranks. Welcome to this week's episode of the Eternal Warrior Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, man. This week is so great. We've got some wonderful guests here today. And we're just so excited to, to have them here. Again, the Eternal Warrior Podcast. Helping young people... In their quest for self-mastery, sharing stories from the battlefront in the war against Satan and pornography. That's right, baby. Oh, man. That's we, right. <laughs> we, know, we, don't, we don't watch the porn no mo. No way, man. No. Not these fools. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, again, we want to thank uh, our sponsoring entity, uh, Life Changing Services, and everything they, they do for us, everything that they do for you out there. Um, if at any time during this or any of our other podcast episodes you feel like, hey, you know what? It's time for me to get a little bit more serious about this and, and making some changes in my life. Uh, the licensed professionals here are awesome. Uh, go ahead and call 877-HERO-877. That's 877-4376-877. And if at any time you want to drop us a line, Spence and I a line mm-hmm. here um, at the podcast, go ahead and hit us up at podcast at lifechangingservices.org. That's right. Um, you can make fun of the way that my voice sounds when I have a cold. <laughs> That's more than welcome. Yeah, hit but. us up. Hit us up with all your thoughts and your questions and your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> all of your lifelong dreams, please just email them over to us. <laughs> if you would. Okay? Do it. Mm. Man, we, 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 had a, we had quite a week last week, didn't we, Chris? Oh, you guys, if you haven't listened to Holden's story, you've got to oh, listen, man. man. It was so, that was just, it was so fun to listen to. Holden is such a warrior. He's so dope. We talked, though, the principles we talked about were the satanic spin and the chemical scale. So what was really fun about that episode is, and I remember when I first learned about the chemical scale was, oh my gosh, now I actually understand what's happening in my brain. Like it's not just, it's not just willpower. It's not just like, 
um, oh my gosh, I just have no willpower. Oh my gosh, I, I just suck at life. It's, oh, there's actual things happening in my brain that, um, that I've, I've built in because of my choices. And now it's, I have to reverse those patterns, reverse and understand what's happening chemically in my brain. Yep. For me, that understanding is like taking the jump from the traditional experience in our community of like, oh, this is a spiritual problem. Like you're broken. Yes. You don't have enough faith to wait a second. No, there's like biology and psychology at play here. And if we're going to address a biological and psychological issue, we need to be equipped with weapons to fight in that arena. And so, yeah, Holden knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys got to listen to that. Um, but yeah, and that's what we're actually getting deeper into that today. Mm-hmm. Right, Wes? Oh, we're, we are descending into the, the depths of, <laughs> of things. And here to talk about that is my man and my, my mentor in this program is Marty. And Marty was one of the first people um, that I met when I first started attending Sons of Helaman. Uh, he is incredible. And so we're excited to have Marty yes. on yes. the show. Marty. Welcome. And of course, also, we, we have Cody joining us again. Hey, yes. Hey, yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming again, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Licensed professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, Marty, why don't you go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about yourself, your experience with masturbation, pornography. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I can probably go for a long time so you guys just give me the wrap it up sign if it's getting too long because <laughs> i could go forever on this stuff just um, like 50 minutes but you, of but you <laughs> just did like three hours of straight me talking just well and then this happened when i was in elementary school that's when i made some real life changing decisions <laughs> yeah all the details are welcome yeah, here. every single emotion i've ever felt um well just to give you guys some context i'm the youngest of six kids Hey, and uh, the spread between us, the old my oldest brother, he's about 13 years difference. Me, I think it might be 11. I can't really remember. Mm-hmm. It's it's over 10 years. But every time I thought it was 13, I don't I don't really know. So I just say 13 now because it's easier <laughs> to say. We'll, we'll fact check and, and yeah, you can fact check. We'll get some birth certificates <laughs> in the description below. You yeah. See how many years different. We'll add some little asterisks yeah. next to the podcast <laughs> for this one. Exactly. Um, there's a pretty big spread, and my next oldest sibling, she's four years older than me. And so growing up, I never really had a, a sibling that was super close. Right. Um, but that kind of created the situation where, because my oldest sister, she's super, super athletic. So when she was in junior high and high school, it was basketball, softball, volleyball, it was all these different things. And I mean, any good parent, of course, they want to be there. I mean, me and Cody were just talking about his kid wrestling. You, Of course you want to be there, right? You want to be there yeah. for those oh, yeah. things. State champion. State, yeah, champion. state champion. Just, sure. just Cody, a shout out to your boy. Hey, state champ, Elijah Haas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, see, back to the story. No, see, that's, that's the mentality. That's, that's actually a good that's, illustration. That's, that's exactly how my parents were. And that's a good parent. People describe that as a good parent. Right. But, and this, I, I don't want to guilt trip anybody, so don't feel like you're missing out on all your other kids, what I'm about to say. But, like, it just, <laughs> it left kind of this vacuum for me. It was, I was alone a lot. Hmm. Um, and at the same time, my oldest brother, he was, he was in prison for dealing drugs. And so there's a lot of things pulling my parents' attention all different places. I had a sister who was doing a bunch of crazy things. Um, she's hanging out just with the wrong crowd. Got my brother in jail. Got a very antisocial older brother for a while before he finally figured some things out. And then I got this brother that wants to go on a mission. And then I've got the sister who's just this athletic, like Mozart almost. Like she's just a, she was a prodigy when it came to sports and stuff. Dang. 
And so my parents had a lot of stuff to do. I mean, they did their best with me, but there's just a certain amount of time they couldn't devote to me. And I mean, they'll tell you even to this day, it's one of their biggest regrets is not being able to carve out a little bit more time just to be with me. But I think that in conjunction with my personality, I'm very kind of to myself sometimes, at least when I was growing up, I I was very much a lone wolf. And I mean, you guys could probably speak to that lone wolves. I feel Mm -hmm. like is the majority of people who fall into the pornography trap or into the masturbation trap. Yeah. I was more of a lone fox. Were you? Yeah. Cause just because you're so I'm, foxy? I'm, I'm just not... A, I don't have the same level of strength as you and Marty. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, not everybody can be an alpha male, man. Fox. So. Yeah. Fox I'm Western. like the Omega Fox. <laughs> you're like the Omega 2 fatty acids. Yeah, fatty acids. There you go. I mean, they're healthy for you, but it's like... Eh. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, I mean, but... <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, back to the lone wolf. Uh, so being a lone wolf my whole life, and I mean, I was a lone wolf probably from about 9 to... To the point where I left on my mission and even coming home, I was kind of to myself about things. Yeah. Introvert. Introverted. But I mean, I, I, I feel like I have some extroverted qualities about me, so it's not like I couldn't make friends and go out and about, but I just, I don't know. There wasn't really any real solid family. Well, that's, I don't want to say that. I want to say that I didn't have any solid family connections. It was just that I didn't have the time to really to really explore them as much as I probably should have. Right. It's not even a question of if I wanted to. I didn't know really what I wanted. So given that context growing up, I mean, you run across things, and especially in this day and age where it's even worse, where you've got a screen everywhere. Um, And I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I think somewhere between like 9 and 12 years old, I I, I saw nudity in a movie for the first time. And it just, it was like this really potent, really fertile seed that just got planted right in my brain. And so from that, it just became this more curious thing and I wasn't about to ask anybody any questions about it that probably could have nipped it right in the bud right there if I could have just been like hey what what's the deal here right this looks weird or I don't I feel funny that kind of thing you know I don't understand what's going on with me what's crazy is you're having that exposure at such a conflicting time of you know you're, well, you're, it's like you're entering adolescence right slash yeah, like exactly. active age uh-huh. absolutely so your hormones are confusing the crap out of you yeah yep and then you start feeling things that you don't, you don't, you don't know yep. what's going on to you. Like those yeah. are things that people can't describe. Yeah. How, how can one that of that or any age prepare for something like that? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. And like, so it's so shocking. It's, it's such a coming of age type thing where yeah. like it's, it's almost like those spirit walks that they talk about, you know, like you just, you don't know it until you're doing it. Yep. And so from that point on, it was just like this, it was this cycle and it felt like every summer when I was going through school and just like high school and stuff. Every summer is when I'd get real bad, then I'd get a handle on during the school year. But my senior year is when it really ramped up. Obviously, like when you're most in your most uh, hormonal state, like 17, right. 18 area. When you've got big decisions to make, right? Got big like, decisions to make. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I gotta go on. Yeah. A, I want to go mission, on a mission. College. All this stuff. College, yeah. exactly. All these different huge things. And, um, I mean, before, uh, thankfully before that point, I had reached out to my bishop and he was awesome. Bishop Rose. He was, he was the coolest guy ever. How old would you have been when you first reached out to, uh, I was, to somebody? So we, so it's actually an interesting story. That's, I mean, everybody remembers when they first reach out, right? Oh. It's the most terrifying experience of your first life. time. The worst. It's the worst. It's something special. It's yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> special. <laughs> um, but I, we just moved and we just moved across town. So we were living in kind of the Northern part of West Bountiful. And then we just moved to the South part. Okay. Um, Sobo. What's up? 
Never mind. South Battle Hole? Yeah, Sobo. Sobo? Yeah. Is that what they call it? That's what the kids would call it these days. In a world, baby. Yeah. In the alleys, that's what they call it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You're fine. So we had moved, and it was right between my uh, my ninth and tenth grade year. We moved that summer. And they were they were talking about mini, making me like the teachers' corn president. And the guy, the advisor, the member of the bishopric that was there, he was just like, if "There's anything that you feel like would hold you back from doing that? Like just just make sure you make an appointment or something." And so I probably sit, sat there and stood, and I just kind of paced back and forth in my room for like hours with the phone in my hand, ready to call him. And I'm just like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! He's gonna tell my folks! I'm gonna be..." freaking toast <laughs> and I mean looking back on it it's like this is the most mild thing I probably ever did and I'm terrified that I just murdered somebody you know that's <laughs> just <laughs> moment, that's such a big oh, deal it's right? huge, yeah. you know just making oh yourself feel vulnerable yeah. like oh, that man. at such a young age when you don't like again it's just nothing I'd never experienced before and, and was, was your bishop the first person you really confided in even before a parent or oh I didn't tell my parents for like a month or two after I told my really? bishop so my bishop he was the very very first person I ever talked wow. to about it Wow. Yeah. And it's not only is it difficult um, just because it's the first person you're confiding in, but also because of we yeah. keep on hearing, oh, it's such a bad thing. So well, if and I tell you, an authority figure too, right? right? Like, well, exactly. and it, like this guy, this bishop, like he's like, he's a stocky, like kind Big of buff dude. dude. Like he, he's a, like he could be like, crap out of somebody. I'm gonna bust you up. <laughs> dude, well, dude, he's like a high level attorney, and like he's okay. real articulate, and he's just like got this stare down. <laughs> and like I didn't really know him that well, so I'm just like, oh my gosh, this guy's gonna freaking he's laser beam me with his eyes. <laughs> and so I made an appointment with him after I'd finally called the dude, and I remember making the phone call. He didn't answer, so I left a message, and I was just like, oh my gosh, my life's over as I know it. I mean, this is like the first time you're ever going to process something like that. That's, oh, yeah. That's so hard. Dude, that, it's you, like your not first tragedy of your life. to yeah. process with parents or anything, but man, the guy that you kind of are intimidated, intimidated by, by. Yeah. Yeah. right? It, it sucked, man. <laughs> that's huge. It was the scariest thing I've ever done. Well, one of the scariest, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you're a pretty brave dude, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty you're brave. Awesome. Yeah. You're brave <laughs> I mean, I'm William Wallace. <laughs> so. um, but so, so, I got, so I got yeah. all that out of the way and I got the appointment set up with my bishop. I go in there and I, I went in there late. I, I'd showed up to the church very early. I showed up before he did, but I was just doing laps around the gym. I was just oh, like, dude. oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> 15 year old me just walking around going oh, I can do that <laughs> it's that feeling with like the bishop's office feels the exact same as the principal's office yes. Dude, it feels like the warden's office man. like it, <laughs> some, like that very first experience it was terrifying but oh, I yeah. absolutely it felt like it felt like I was in trouble I'd be curious how he responded when you well that that was the awesome thing about it like for as rough and tumble as he looked and the dude played co- like college baseball like he's an athlete like he's tough, but yeah. I sat down and I just kind of opened up to him and I'd rehearsed what I was going to say like a million times. Came out like 90 miles an hour because I was just like, <laughs> hey, Bishop, I'm not a real <laughs> And he's just like, he's like, okay, you're right. yeah. He's like, yeah, hey, no, that's okay. Like, let's let's get it figured out. Like, here's some, here's some things, here's some resources. He's like, I don't want you to feel like, I don't want you to feel like you're alone. And that was huge for me because obviously, I mean, given my context, Yes. And just my family situation, which is still great family situation, all things considered, but like, it's just the perfect storm. Yep. And so that really impacted me. And then from that point on, we just, we came really, really good friends, me and him, despite 
I mean, despite anything, like some of his kids, I'm, I'm not really big fans of some of his kids. I really don't like them. Mm. But um, me and him got to be really, really good buddies. And like he'd write me every now and again on my mission. And like every time, because he got he got uh, called to be in the state presidency right before I left. And so every time they'd send me like a letter from the state presidency, he'd sign like a little little personal note to me. Oh, like, man, so cool. I see you, man. I'm just like this freaking guy. Um, so we're sitting there talking. He really encouraged me to talk to my folks about it, and that was that was the scariest thing I've ever done. Did you feel like, man, this is just one more thing to add to their plate? Or, oh, oh yeah, uh, absolutely, mm. it was. Oh. And I, I knew they were going to guilt themselves because that's just their mo. They're just like, oh my gosh, and every parent does that, yeah. right? Like, what have like, we done wrong? It's like, oh my gosh, we did so many things wrong. How can we fix it? We're going to fix it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which totally natural. Like that's a normal thing to be thinking. Yep. So he encouraged me after a couple of months of talking to him. Like he, I got pretty clean at that point for about a six months or so. Cause you're just on that high of just like, Oh my gosh, I finally told somebody like it's out there. It's out there. I'm not and alone. My spiritual leaders helping me. Like he's yes. having me do all this stuff. It's huge. But I remember telling my folks, I couldn't even tell them in person. So I wrote him a letter just because I, it scared me to death. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in sixth grade, I'd actually lost one of my mom's spared diamonds for her wedding ring. And so I told them in a letter that time too. So I was freaked out. So I had this whole, like that whole memory right there. I'm just mm, like, man, yeah. I'm so freaked out. Oh my gosh. So I left them a letter and I remember I was in my world civ class, 10th grade, sitting there with coach Gunnarsson, really, really long torso guy, really short stubby arms, but super buff. He was teaching <laughs> us about the Roman culture, which sounds like an Omega wolf or Omega Fox. Omega, Omega, Omega three, yeah. Omega three fatty acid, yeah. Yeah. wolf fox. <laughs> It's definitely his type. But I'm sitting there, and then the intercom comes on. It's like, hey, coach, is uh, Marty Holmes there? And I'm just like, what the freak? He's like, yeah, hey, his dad's here to see him. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. So I go up to the counselor's office. My dad's just standing there. He's, like, he's a carpenter, so he's covered in sawdust and wood and all this stuff. He's on his lunch break. He's got his hoodie on, these really smelly pants from like all sorts of wood glue and stuff. He's just got Gross. that dad smell. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sitting there. <laughs> my dad's a builder too. Dad my dad's a builder too. Yeah, you know all about it. Man. I know it, man. Like, like, you hug him and you're just like, what is in your ears? Sawdust? <laughs> <laughs> that just brings you right in the face. That is That's like, exactly what like it was. Ninety percent of the wardrobe is like lumberyard shirts <laughs> or like stained hoodies, an IFA hat or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I get it. That's exactly what it is. Yes, that's exactly we where I was coming from. Kindred. We're kindred spirits. But that's how we connected. That's man. right. I That's mean, right. you're a fox, I'm a wolf, but whatever. <laughs> we connected. Um, so he's standing there in the counselor's office, and he's just looking at, like, those senior portraits that they take, you know, where they line all the seniors up on a beat, or, uh, bleachers, and they take that giant picture, and somebody's always doing something obscene in them, something stupid. Yeah. Um, and he's sitting there looking at the 2007 and then, like, the 2008 one, or 2009. That's when my brother and sister graduated. And... Or 2000, I've got my years mixed up. Anyways, they were in there. And he just says, and he just points at me. He goes, hey, there's Steph, there's Johnny, there's all these people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Sweating bullets. Because I'm just like, I know you read the letter, old man. Like, <laughs> Let's just get to it. <laughs> tell me what you want to tell yeah, me. Let's get out of my ear. torture. <laughs> um, but he's just like, let me walk you back to class. He just wanted to talk to me. And he, like, he just put his arm around me, and I just smelled the dad smell. And it was comforting. And it was the first time that... Me and my dad really bonded. Like, not that we hadn't bonded before, but we, like, we really connected there. And it felt really good, especially in a vulnerable spot like that, you know? 
So now every time you smell the dad smell, it's just that memory comes flooding back to me. Dude, hmm. that's the best smell in the world, it was man. Awesome, dude. Marty, it's so that good. Is so dude. cool. So from that point on, like I got home from school and me and my mom talked and we all talked about it. My dad's like, you know, you got some stones because my oldest brother, he was very to himself also. Yeah. And he was right in between two siblings who were doing some crazy stuff. And so it's more than likely that he was dealing that kind of stuff. Wow. And my dad's like, he's like, none of your other siblings would have ever told me something like that. I always had to find out from a police officer. And so he's like, we're going to do whatever we can. So that next Sunday we go and talk to Bishop together. He went in by himself. And then I went in, my Bishop was just like, dude, this is awesome. Like you're, you're totally on the path here. And you're probably like, is it really? I'm just like, I don't know, man. This like, is, if this, this is the path sucks. I gotta keep going on, I'm gonna be scared all the time. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. But yeah, maybe not so much. But yeah, I mean, things. Obviously, that's kind of the beginning, and it was just kind of this repetitive process until I finally got a hold of it. But you know, I got on a mission, um, and it was great. I loved it. I would never do it again, but Producer. I loved it. Houston, Texas, Sick. Mm. Spanish speaking. Love that, dude. The Grande star. Gracias, adios. The Grande Tango. Yeah, I went on my mission, came home, and just a bunch of different experiences. But like, that's that's kind of how it got started for me. Dang, man, that's that's an incredible story. And how are things going now? Yeah, bring us bring us to the to dude. The I'm telling you, I can go for a long time. I got a lot of <laughs> I got a lot more context I could give you. So well, like, I guess in terms of like recovery and stuff like oh, yeah. for sure well um i'm uh, things are really good man they're they've never been better like i've never i hate to use the word cured i don't feel cured yeah. by any means i don't think anybody ever does and i don't know that's something you'd be cured from i think it's a biological thing in there yep but i think i've come to a point where i understand those things better than i ever have because you can't really explore any of the of the proper channels or any of those like emotional feelings in conjunction with sexual feelings until you're married, obviously. Right. right. Which you are a married man. Which I'm a married man now. With, and, and babe. With un bebe. And, and you child. have offspring. I have, I have an heir. <laughs> to the throne. I have a wolf heir. <laughs> or the wolf clan. You have the wolf pup. Yep, he's there. Lovely. But wow. I mean, that's that's <laughs> it though, man. Like it's, it's just being able to explore those, those realms and just being able to figure things out with oh. her. It's... Man, that's amazing. It's, it's just as hard as just as new as those experiences were when I was younger. It's equally just as great in terms of emotional intensity. And yeah, you know, stuff out. You know, you, Dude, you that's said awesome. You said something, Marty, that like really struck me. Of like, you said, I don't know if, if cured is is in the realm of possibility, at least for you. And I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think like the more I, I try to understand like what you said and like what's really at play here, the more grateful I am that that is the case and that because there isn't a threshold of cured where mm-hmm. I'm done. Like a destination. Yeah, I'm doing air quotes. People can't see yeah, it, but I am. Well, for us that are here in studio, it's like, whoa. <laughs> what? Those air quotes are crazy. I guess because of what I have had to develop in my personal life, yep. in my personal morta- my, my mortal journey, I am a better human being and closer to God because of what I've what I've had to develop in myself sure. to keep my demon at bay. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. And, and I love it. It helps me to live life more. And I think yeah. like sometimes like when we're going along though and like something happens and we weren't, we weren't doing the little things to keep us, which we're going to get into here in a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, we can have some crazy questions. That's going to go into and those. That's yeah. that's, yeah, I think that that kind of brings us to our, 
topic today specifically, which is when we are doing well, right? We're, you know, during my, you know, span of being involved with porn and masturbation, there have been really good times and really bad times that kind of like ebbed and flowed. Right. And I remember many times where I'd be doing really well. And then out of nowhere, I have a lost battle, right. That I wasn't expecting or, or like premeditating. It just kind of happened. And I was like, what the fetch just happened? How did that just happen? How did I forget? Like I was doing so well. It's like a hiccup from left field. It's yeah. just, yeah. And then yeah. you're so disappointed in yourself. You're like, what? I was doing so good. Like I had been good. I've been good for two months. Like wh- why did this, uh, like where did that come from? Right. And so I think what today's discussion is, how can we have efficiency mechanisms in place right. so that when we do, cause now our brains are trained to, to fall back into the addiction, into what we've seen before, what we've done before, but how can we better set us, set ourselves up for success, long-term success? Right. How do we like flip those things on our head? And, exactly. Um, in a and sec, we're going to, we're going to hear from Marty about like some of the things he's done to help him out. But Cody's going to talk to us a little bit about some of the science behind that and what's yeah. really going on. Um, Spence said the word efficiency mechanism. Yep. Um, tell us about that from, from your perspective. So in this life, um, we're always looking for the easiest way to, let's say, earn money or, you know, cut the lawn or do better at uh, our, our profession or do better at what we're doing in our life, right? Hmm. And so we have all these efficiency Multiplying efforts, basically, right? Yeah, we just right? really yeah. want to get to the most efficient way to get that satisfaction, um, unfortunately, we've got the adversary that really does good at does good at this. He knows the brain. He knows the the reward center of the brain. He knows um, the memory center of the brain that can get us to the point where we use efficiency mechanisms in his way. Um, only because he's been really good at repeating. He's very redundant in his systems, and so. When he gets a guy addicted to porn or masturbation or any type of sexual compulsion or anything that's really against their moral code, they see, man, this is the way I can get satisfaction. And it's very little effort. Right. And so the brain is going to just tag on to that. It's just going to be, it's hit the jackpot with pornography, masturbation, everything. And so he's throwing all this stuff and he's just pushing replay. You know, he's just, he's just pushing repeat on the recorder. And he's just in our mind, and he knows it because we've got that brain that does it so stinking well. Wow. Okay? Yeah. And that, so Satan's really good at that. that. That actually reminds me of what we talked about last week with Holden of satanic spin. It happens right. so frequently, and you know we go back to that filing cabinet. Yep. We get a flash of some type of thing that changes our body chemistry. We yep. go back to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the efficiency mechanism that we've developed from a very young age in, in Marty's case and mine and Spence's case yep. and probably many of you listening but yeah I mean that's the way to get back to that feeling quick oh, yeah. quickly and and like as fast as possible how can I feel something again and, and because we're so young and we're, our bodies are still kind of infant right and it's in our mortality is just we're growing and growing our spirits just so much far ahead than we are in our body mm-hmm. the natural man just takes over and so a young man that's like marty's age when he, he first got exposed right didn't have anything to process with didn't have anybody to process with efficiency mechanism was like i just i can just keep this hidden i can keep this away yeah and i don't have to i don't have to deal with that hard conversation um Almost getting to the point where 
why do I have this moral in the first place, right? And we just hide it. And, and the adversary is really good at being a really good prosecutor there. He's always having evidentiary you know, sessions saying, here's the evidence as to why you need to keep this hidden and just keep it away and keep it out and make sure you keep on doing it because that's the only way you can get any type of satisfaction. And but that's, the, we, that's yeah. the irrational conversation when mm-hmm. we're pacing in our bedroom with the phone ready to call the bishop, right? Like, no, you can't talk to anybody. You can't, you can't or, trust anybody. Uh, yeah, or it's, it's not that bad. Right. Right. Like it's it's really not that bad a big of a deal. Like maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe I'm, you know, I've, I've thought that many times like, oh man. And because he's so, such a bully and such a cheater, he knows the brain so well, he's going to use it against us. Yeah. Those associations, the filing cabinet, the neural pathways are always going to be used against us until we find out that we have an excellent defense and we have an excellent judge and they're right there for us. They're merciful they're loving they're going to teach us the ways and the evidences of all the goodness that we have and how to fight it and how to get warrior chemistry against it and that's exactly what marty's done he's gotten to the point and you guys have done right he's gotten to the point where he has you know he stopped this repetition from the adversary using our brain against us and all that repetition and those buttons being pushed and repeat 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 but we're using his system against him and repeating all the good, all the wonderful flagpoles and manpower and warrior chemistry, and passion project, because every single one of those things brings a wonderful spirit and that spirit brings remembrance to us in that moment. And we have God on our side, Christ on our side, and all our family on our side, then we can overwhelm all those, all those coping strategies that Satan wants to put in our life. And so it's all about the brain, but we've got to use, we've got to use our defense and we've got to use our great judge. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what would that look like for us? I mean, you mentioned some things, manpower, flagpole, right? And we haven't talked about flagpole, yeah. I don't think uh-huh. yet here in the, in the podcast, but from an efficiency mechanism standpoint, what does that look like? Or I guess like a counter efficiency mechanism. Yeah, like, like a, a counter yeah. to right. make sure that when we when we're doing well, that we continue to do well because we're constantly reminding ourselves of the positive and, and reminding ourselves of what good we really are. Well, the first thing is when, when they realize that they're not the enemy and that they can have value in the morals that they've been taught. Mm. The only reason why we fight this so hard as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is because we feel like it's a very unsafe, immoral thing yeah. we don't want in our lives. It doesn't do any good for our future wife. Mm-mm. And so we have that more, we have that value, and that creates that word chemistry. So we develop passion projects and manpower and flagpoles and everything that we learn in, in recovery to make sure that that spirit, that the most effective efficiency mes- mechanism is in our lives. If we're remembering the spirit, grace becomes extremely sufficient and very effective that's when we see that christ doesn't make you know up the difference he makes up all the difference he makes everything he is the difference very much aware that we can fight this and we can beat this and we got to do it ferociously we got to use those systems ferociously just out consistently and consistency yeah because it's we have the enemy that's gonna like you said like that freaking uh prosecuting attorney right that's just gonna keep coming at us like he's he's relentless 
I was just recently watching one of the. I was watching um, the uh, Ted Bundy. What were you watching? The Ted Bundy tapes. tapes. The Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, dude, so crazy. Okay, wow, that's going to take us off a tangent. We don't want to get into that, but like, (laughs) but like getting into like that that scene where you can see a prosecuting attorney that's just vicious. Right. And that's what Satan is. And he's going to keep coming. And because he, he's going to continue to remind us of how crappy we are of, oh, man, this you really are sucky. This is you. This is like this isn't a problem that you have. This is who you are. Right. So we have to be as just as consistent, just as diligent, just as ferocious as he is. And one thing about Satan, too, that I think we we don't, you know, in that context yeah. that he is so belligerent and so consistent in his attacks against us. Because of the fact that he doesn't have a body, homie doesn't get fatigued the same same way that we do. And so he can keep bringing it because he doesn't have a body that needs to recharge. But on the flip side, because we do have a body, we can tap into things that Satan and his armies have no possible access to. Like... Cody, you mentioned flagpoles. And for our listeners, a flagpole is a, is a short activity that you can do um, that gets the blood pumping in your body um, and helps you to remember the values that you hold dear, that are true convictions as to why you don't want pornography, masturbation part of your life. My flagpole has been um, to pump out uh, 50 push-ups as fast as I can. I'll, I'll run a flight of stairs and then I'll, I'll find a, a dark place. I've even done this at work. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm lucky enough to work at a place where there's like a little gym area. And so anytime that I'm feeling, you know, as we talked about like a level, level one, one, level, level two, two battles, yep. Yeah. Just run down to the gym, pump out 50 pushups and then walk through the things that I really care about, what, what my value system is and why. And then all of a sudden I don't, I don't care. Like I'm, I don't have those same challenges. So. It brings you back to your frontal lobe, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to hear, Marty, your kind of uh, what you've developed over time from a efficient efficiency mechanism standpoint, your flagpoles, your what, what things do you do to remind yourself or that have worked for you? Um, well, I, I think I really kind of hit a breakthrough when it started becoming a lot less scientific and a lot less like, you know how you like log food sometimes when you're on a really hard hardcore diet yeah um and not to say that writing things down isn't super helpful but when it just becomes a really natural part of your day where you're just like you're doing things that you authentically want to do Mm. that reinforce it in so many different ways where you're just like i'm working towards an actual goal and in a lot of ways it can be working towards a passion project my first big breakthrough i felt like was when i decided to just start hitting the gym with one of my buddies who coincidentally had some very similar problems. He's never been to Sons of Healman, but he had very similar like challenges, sexual temptation type problems. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It was just interesting that we were able to connect. We've never even talked about it. I don't even know if he knows that I know, but just being able to make that a habitual thing where we go every single day to the gym and it just becomes like this two hour block where I exhaust all of my, like all those pent up feelings. And you know what it's like. It's like somebody's filling up a can with all this desire, all this lust. And then you just, you're able to lay it out on the map yeah, in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and not only that, like you're just, you're filling up a different bottle, a wow. bottle that's, that doesn't have a bottom to it. It's just like the self-esteem bottle where you're like, I'm getting huge right now or whatever the case may be. Like you're getting fit and you're like, I'm going to look like the rock, whatever the dream might be. It's, I mean, it's, it just becomes a natural part of the, of the cycle for you. And so in terms of flagpoles for me, like when I stopped stressing about this stuff, 
And one thing I do want to mention just about like, like when you hit those little mistakes, when you hit those little blips where you kind of feel like you've set yourself all the way back to step one. Yeah. I think, I think we shame ourselves too. We're too quick to shame ourselves into this, like this abyss. And so just recognizing and diet is honestly, excuse me, the best metaphor I can think of. Because in a diet, if you were to screw up or eat like a donut or something, you haven't derailed the diet. Fatty. <laughs> Dude, everybody loves donuts. Oh. I do. I have um, answer, but it's it's the same principle, right? Like yeah. you eat a donut, it's not like your whole thing's derailed. It's when you eat a donut, then you go eat a whole cake and all those things. That's when things become a problem. And no. so on the same line, like spiritually wow. speaking, if you have a setback, it's not that it's great. I'm not I'm not excusing it by any means, but right. like the way we look at it and our perception is so black and white yep. versus okay, I had a little mistake. The grand scheme of things, the grand actual goal isn't to be passing the sacrament every week or even taking the sacrament every week. It's to get to the celestial kingdom, right? It's to get to heaven. Yeah. And what's going to get us there? Passing the sacrament? Not necessarily. Right. It's consistently trying. That quote from Sylvester Stallone from Rocky, I think it's Rocky Balboa is the one when he's talking to his kid and he said, it's about how many times you can get knocked down and keep moving forward. I think you had that quote in the, in the, intro. In the intro. Yeah. But that's so true. Like, and who better to epitomize that than this fictional character, f- fictional character Rocky. Rocky. For the very first movie, he gets beat, fictional? man. Oh, I didn't. Very real life Philadelphia <laughs> hero, Rocky Balboa. That's Good. what I thought. Uh, yeah. Thank I was, you. I got a little nervous there because he's like, he seriously is like Santa Claus to me. He's what I believe in. <laughs> What? No, and there's an actual person that looks just like him, named Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> which is which is awesome, which is freaking which is awesome. Crazy but coming cool. full circle, I guess, yeah. with flagpoles and alarms and stuff, like, it, I mean, it's funny. Like once you start tapping into like that real natural raw force that's built into all of us. Yep, it really is. And once you start recognizing how to properly utilize it. Like you, you find people that you want to surround yourself with. Sometimes you find a girl. Like and my, that was my circumstance. I found this girl that was very much a part of that whole system and married her. And now I've got this system that's so fundamentally strong. The foundations are so sure that like I don't. There's really not a whole lot, <clears throat> a whole lot of room for deviation. Love right. it, you, dude. You, you said awesome. something, Marty, Marty, that I kind of want to clarify or maybe ask some some questions surrounding. You gave that metaphor of like it's it's like a it's like a diet, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you never planned on eating the donut, but it, the donut found you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or and oftentimes they usually do. Right. Right. Or show up to work and somebody's like, I brought treats. I brought and donuts. Like, no. <laughs> For everyone. Like, Have fun. Thanks. Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> Freaking jerk. But, um, well, I, I think like we, we, we've got to be careful about how we phrase that because sin is sin, you know? Oh, sure. And, and I think like, our hearts are different, obviously. I, I think the mentality that we need to have is like progression is the goal. That as long as we're oriented toward mm-hmm. our values and what we're doing, the atonement of Jesus Christ ransoms us. Oh, absolutely. And that's not to give ourselves license of like, well, I can masturbate once every six months yeah. or... Right. And I, and I, well, and that's I, the fine line, right? Right. Yeah. And you don't I, want to kill yourself over something, but at the same time, it's not... It, it isn't okay. Right. right. Like, exactly. The ultimate goal is to get over it. I, ju- I just don't want our listeners to think like, what are these guys saying? That like, you know, nobody's ever going to get better and... No, and like, and here's the thing: better is now, and better can be now, and it, sure. and it should be now as we are living according it's to whatever our you decide it is. Exactly, love that, and I think Dude. we need to be forgiving of ourselves, 
and understanding of ourselves that our spirits, just as Cody mentioned earlier, our body's just trying to catch up. Yeah. Right. And that can take time. And so when we have these, these hiccups, like don't be satisfied. In fact, be pissed, be mad that, that you ate the donut, right? Right. Or that you looked at the donut and, but in that, that merciful context of, all right, let's look back. Let's, was I, did I have a flagpole mechanism in place? We call it a flagpole because when you, when you're in school and you, you need to gather somewhere for safety, there's during, a fire, an emergency, a fire, you go to the flagpole, you go to the flagpole. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Safety. Yeah. Just a yeah. little context for what an actual, like yeah. where like, that came from. Yeah. And which I think is a great ex- example, right? Is they do. And I think the proper word to bring up here is drill. Right. Yeah. Because it's not like you only do go to the flagpole when there's an actual fire. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I remember in elementary school and junior high. That, My elementary never burned down. Right. Never. But I know where the flagpole. But I knew where, I knew exactly <laughs> where the flagpole. Like, where's he going with this? Yeah. And I, I, right. You didn't and burn I, it down now. <laughs> and I knew. Uh, and I knew like which line I was going to be in. Sure. Right. And so that's we have the to teachers train. of the head. You're in the line. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to train your mind to go to that place when we start experiencing like we discussed last week that level one level two battle where, oh man I just don't feel like doing anything today I don't really want to do my manpower I don't yeah. really feel like praying today you've got that's that's your monkey brain starting to speak that's your addicted brain starting to speak it's the path of least resistance exactly right. well and you know what's funny is like this can apply to so many different things of life like I mean, we, we've put names to things like passion projects, flagpoles, like these, these drills, these things that we can do. But I mean, before we had sons of human, before any of this stuff, this stuff was still true. And it's, it's the same method that people used before. It's just, it's more clinical now. Scriptures say, remember, remember, Remember. absolutely. Because like everybody, everybody has that choice to decide the lifestyle they want. They just, it's hard. Like you got to fight for it. It really is. And you're fighting a lot of times it feels like you're just fighting yourself and like, it really is a very much a you versus the darker sides of ourselves, which is what gets manipulated from a spiritual sense. Agreed. I would be curious, Marty, if you, if you, and this maybe is like on the spot, but maybe if you have a specific maybe example or experience from the past where maybe you were feeling some, some of that, those sexual te- deviant chemicals move in. You're level one, level two, level three, and and how you were able to use, you know, efficiency mechanisms. How are you able to use a flagpole, or how are you able to use to bring bring back to remembrance your values? Do you have it? I mean, maybe that's you know, like um, a specific it's not example. a super specific example, but just yeah. kind of generally speaking, which is kind of specific to certain yeah. problems. Absolutely, like right before me and my wife got married as we were engaged, like I would, like I talked to her all the time about it. I had, I was full disclosure with her. I wanted to make sure she knew where I was from. Good and for my, you, my man. problems extended, Good for you. they extended oh, way past that. pornography and masturbation. So there was some serious things I wanted to talk with her about so that she knew what was going on. Right. And I mean, that was a tough conversation, but I mean, just kind of answering your, in, in part answering your question, like after that conversation, we, we pretty much had it well established where I would communicate with her pretty thoroughly. And it wasn't necessarily about what she would say back to me. It was just about me telling her. Wow. Like her, her response didn't matter nearly as much as just her ears, you know? Dude, that's exactly it. Like that for me right now, it's still my mom because I'm not married. Hey man. But <laughs> that works just but, as good. But though, it's dude. the same thing, right? It's just saying, Absolutely. Okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm feeling a little off right now. I got to tell somebody about it. Yeah. And when I tell somebody about it, all of a sudden it brings me back. It like forces me to come back to my normal brain. Yep. 
I think the fact that you can't tease out a specific instance or isolated experience actually speaks to the fact that it, it is the effectiveness of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that it is habitual, that it is part of you. Wow. And it's well, so and, consistent. And it's, going along with that, starting yeah. out, obviously, it's a lot tougher than it is now. But like now that yeah. it's a habit and it's just like, hey, I was feeling kind of funky today. Yeah, what was going on? And then we have this great talk sit down, eat dinner, it's bedtime, we go to sleep, and it feels great. I wake up the next morning, nothing bad's happened. Dude. And I'm able to get all that emotion out, and it's it's almost <sighs> a non-issue. Be it becomes That's kind awesome. of a boring life, but to me, it's it's like freaking, it's like watching that movie Pearl Harbor. Like, it's exciting to me. Dude, I, it's huge. intense. <laughs> I see so <laughs> many couples, like, because I'm a therapist or whatever, no, but like, yeah. I see so many, I see marriages and, and couples that, maybe they don't even end in divorce, right? But mm-hmm. they don't, they're not close and it's obvious and it's because there isn't yeah. a dialogue. There isn't a willingness to be vulnerable well, and trust each well, other. And I mean, how, how often huge. can you see somebody who gets divorced and then they just take this huge, like just this almost swan dive off the grand Canyon into, into this kind of stuff. Kind of and it's not, yeah. it's not um, most of the time. It's not even just this stuff. Like yeah. they'll go to strip clubs. They'll do, they'll do drugs. Well, they'll drink all that stuff. The whole thing yep. is it's, it's not about the addiction so much as it is, acting counter to your value system, Uh. right? And that's what we've been trying to instill is like, this podcast, this fight, this war is not explicitly against pornography, masturbation. It's about Satan wanting to destroy us. Satan derailing the sons and daughters of God. Well, and he can do, he can still do it within the confines of what's technically not a sin, air quotes. Right. Like, really he can, points, he can still, yeah, thank you. Very good <laughs> emphasis. We've had some really good emphasis. We've had some today. really we solid quotations <laughs> here. <laughs> no, but like he can still work within the confines of what is still acceptable so that you can still get a temple recommend. Right. He can very, he can very easily and very subtly work within that. Because who is divorced that can't go to the temple? Right. Right. And who can fight with their wife or like fight with their kids or do all these things that are just kind of seriously like kind of gray areas that are things that aren't necessarily wow. right. Mm-hmm. And still good temple recommend. Right. So that's all oh, you guys. That's like it. That's it. Like the, the reason why this this efficiency mechanism is so important. The reason why we need to continually drill and remind ourselves of our values is because that's how we will continue to improve yeah. and progress. Like that's how we progress. Yeah. Because when I'm in my when I'm in my monkey brain, I, I mean, let me give you a quick example from the other day. Is that I had a rough day at work, right? Just like to put you in a scenario, right? Rough day at work. And then um, I watched actually the Ted Bundy thing, which and I've had, watched those things, man, yeah, and they're fascinating. And they're fascinating, but it had some images and some things that flashed, and so it kind of that chemicals, those chemicals started spilling. Oh, I don't really want to do stuff, right? And I had to physically go do something, right, mm-hmm. and remind myself of my values. So that looked like repeating some memorized poems that I have, like running through that drill to bring me back. Like, oh my gosh. I want to improve. I don't want to just sit and watch Ted Bundy my whole life, yeah. right? Well, well specifically I, Ted Bundy. Yeah. Would be gross to watch your whole life. <laughs> you don't want to sit but, there and make it your life to watch but, documentaries about like serial killers. Right, exactly. But like, my, I want. There's so much more in my life that I want to accomplish than just sitting here watching. You know uh, what's funny about that is any single person you grab off the street, they're like nine nine times out of ten, yep. they're probably not living the exact life they want to, and that's sad. Right. But this this structure here, well, this, I don't think that's you know limited to single people oh that's no a, yeah, not that's, at all that's anybody that's, that's everybody. absolutely like every anybody. single person oh, you were, you were I, I was like hey no no, no sorry i wasn't I'm saying single. every <laughs> single person somebody who's not in a relationship this applies to all of them 
No, no, no. This is everyone, man. Married. I'm married. And, I'm better. Well, <laughs> seriously. Nah, and there's kidding. no such thing as a I'm passion project you. that's too dumb or too right, small. Right. Like, the, every single person I talk to at the gym in particular, all they want to do is just get fit and get in shape. And, and I mean, improve. Absolutely. That's, that's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, improvement in any way. Like, somebody's like, I wish I was a good cook or something. Well, go start cooking. Improve. Co- start cooking today, Practice. man. Start reading up on it. And <laughs> there's like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> And that's that's where we have that block, right? That's the level it's just one. about removing yeah. the block. That's all it is. And if Satan can get us to do nothing instead of yeah, well, doing nothing mm-hmm. is the most effective way yeah. to D- get people to, to, do. to not even improve. You're that's not neutral. Right. That's not you're not in neutral in your car. You're yeah. you're going in reverse, going backwards. And not only like and it's it's little things, right? It's like so subtle that he can say. Um, like like watching Ted Bundy, right? It's like this. I keep on coming back to Ted Bundy, dude. I gotta stop talking about Ted you, Bundy. You must really. Like, you gotta watch it with your mom or something. Yeah, you doing it alone like it. ain't working for you. <laughs> no, but like it's just subtle and and yeah. and one little level one level two battle that leads me to do nothing turns into maybe a couple days of doing nothing, which leads to maybe turning back to the addiction. And that's, it's, that's, it's, that's probably that more, more, that's more effective at derailing you than having a setback, I would say. I agree. Both bad things, but like when you get in the habit of just kind of, when you nothing. feel like you're crawling out of a hole every morning where you're just like, ugh, yeah. I feel sweaty and sticky and those kinds of, like just weird and gross, you know? Yeah, I got that dad smell. You got, you've got <laughs> no, the bad dad the, smell. The, you got the dad beat dad smell. smell. Good oh, that's true. Dad smell that's equals true. good. Deadbeat dad smell. Bad <laughs> stuff, man. Dude, he's wearing a wife beating a big stain right down the middle. (laughs) Dude, this has been a fascinating conversation. I hope the listeners here have been able to feel this this awesome conversation about why it's so important. I mean, deep down in us, because we are sons and daughters of God, and he wants us to improve, that's where it all comes from, is, is improving our mortality, doing good with our time. It's much bigger, like Wes said, than just pornography and masturbation it's doing good you guys we can do good if we continually remind ourselves of why of our why bring us bring us back to values why because i'm a son of god because i'm a disciple of jesus christ because i follow him i choose to right because i love my family i love my mom right now i fight for her like to bring me back to those things all of a sudden pornography masturbation aren't even a part of the they're not a part of the equation there's no time for them there's no time for them (laughs) You don't got time to screw around with it. Oh, You're going, I'm too busy. That is such a beautiful... Oh. So that, that beautiful. being said, Marty, I've got to ask you, my friend. Why do you fight and why won't you give up? Fight for my wife and son, man. All day, every day. Every single second of every moment. We got a man in the building. An, al- an alpha wolf. That's all that needed to be said, dude. And just chills went down my well, spine. That's, that was that's how it is, man. Like you, once you once you tap into it, it like there's he nothing. Give us the Jesse Owens fist. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He just first place pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it is. It's so concise. It's so powerful. It's pure. You know. It, that's how it is, guys. Just for all the listeners, what the takeaways today? Just write down your reasons why. Right, and then come up with ways to remember them. Whether that's repeat going to the gym, yeah. and then and then repeat, 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 and and make it so it does become so habitual that you constantly find reasons to remind yourself of why you want to progress, of why you want to improve, why pornography is not part of your life anymore. And when you do those things, guys, it's going to be easier to win, and you're not going to have these. Man, I was doing so well, and then. Right. 
no, like it's going to be part of you and like it's it's not going to be a night and or it's not going to be a hundred percent from the jump, but it's going to be better and it will be one day and you'll be happier. Yeah. You'll get to the point where you're happy every single day, oh, even when you're pissed off, like you'll be happy if you do this stuff. It, it really does. I can, I can speak to that. Dude. I'm probably more stressed out now than I've ever been in my life, but I've never been happier. <laughs> I, I just get out there and get producing. Just start producing things. If you want to be a rich guy, start go creating. work like three jobs. Who cares? Start somewhere. Just get busy. Doing start those creating. things that you're doing. Start creating and start start being happy. That's that's Love all. That. And it's not that it's not as stressful as you think it is. Create, Dude. don't consume. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Dude, this has been so awesome. Mm-hmm. Marty, thank you for no coming t- on. No problem, like, man. Anytime. Awesome, man. We wanna we'll have him back. We'll oh, have to. Oh, we'll have to. <laughs> because that was so good, <laughs> oh, dude. Man. Oh yeah, my we gosh. need more. We need an alpha wolf around to yeah. show us how to get <laughs> things done. Alpha wolf. Fist pump, man. Fist. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, seriously, dude, you're you're a straight up champ. You're, you're a warrior. Thanks, dude. We, we love you, and we're we're grateful to have you as part no, of. I'm glad you guys considered me. This is yeah. awesome. This yeah. is this is really cool. Yeah. I think this is awesome. What you guys are doing. Oh man, brotherhood. Okay, well, overview of next episode, real quick. O- overview. Yeah, uh, it's the one that you've all been waiting for. <laughs> warrior chemistry. Yeah, 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 We've been yeah, throwing yeah, yeah. that term out. We're going to be really diving into what it means, why it's important. And why fighting with ferocity is the only way to take down Satan. And we're going to be having Maurice Harker, the creator of the Sons of Helaman program, on that episode to talk to us about his experience in developing the concept of warrior chemistry and its role in addiction recovery. Guys, get ready. To, I mean, it's it's going to be straight pump up for a, a full... Buckle up. <laughs> it's but. going to be amazing. Yeah. Okay, thanks for joining again. Yep, we signing off. You. Don't do porn. Yeah, we love you guys. Bye. <laughs> See ya who knocks out everybody and no one can whoop him. That's when that little Cassius Clay from Louisville, Kentucky came up and stopped Sonny Liston, the man who annihilated Floyd Patterson twice. He was going to kill me. But he hit harder than George. His reach is longer than George. He's a better boxer than George. And I'm better now than I was when you saw that 22-year-old undeveloped kid running from Sonny Liston. I'm experienced now, professional. Jaws been broke, been lost, knocked down a couple of times. Bad. Been chopping trees. I done something new for this fight. I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. Fast. Fast! Last night I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. Incredible. Fast! Incredible. And you, George Fullman, all of you chumps are gonna bow when I whoop him. All of you! I know you got him. I know you got him picked, but the man's in trouble. I'm gonna show you how great I am.